Hello, everybody, and welcome to the to Pinktron Tronversations. So we're here tonight with Anaconda Wood. So uh, welcome, Anna. And question number one: What are you drinking? Uh, sparkling water. Sparkling water. Okay. So we've got tonight, uh, Lauren. Lauren, what are you drinking? I have water. I've been thirsty all day for some reason. And then I'm back to my old standard, the uh, June Shine Midnight Painkiller Hard Kombucha. Nice. Brent, what are you drinking? I have lemon tea because I am recovering from being sick this week. So um, yeah, boring Brent is back. <laughs> so I am drinking uh, a special treat for me, uh, Glen Breton single malt whiskey. Uh, it's a special edition for the Royal Canadian Armored Corps. So yes, that's wow. That, that arrived recently and got broken out. So nice. Anyway, off we go. So Anna, I guess we're uh, so yeah, the, the, the Anaconda thing for anybody that doesn't know. Um, so that was uh, during a, uh, a, a long climb on a race broadcast on uh, Friday night on uh, Innsbruck. I guess it was last February, I think. And yes. uh, yeah, so um, I was sitting there uh, doing the video on the broadcast. That was before I did both talking and video at the same time and uh, James and Steve suddenly start naming everyone animals based on their first initials and Anna became Anaconda which worked much better because you're Anna so uh, yeah that, that was pretty funny and uh, Anna you loved it so uh, it, 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 it has little. it has stuck because one of the guys I was racing with koala Carrie Lash yes um that we're in a group chat together of a bunch of herd ride buddies. And he was one of the ones I met last weekend in San Antonio, but uh, it, they went through and they named every, gave everybody nicknames and I am still Anaconda over a year later. <laughs> I can't, I can't shake it. That's, That's great. awesome. <laughs> herd stuff will do that. It sticks around longer than you'll ever imagine. What's your nickname in the group chat for this, Craig? I don't even remember. I don't drunk, know. I, I drunk can't with power. Drunk with power. <laughs> yep. Because he started changing all of our names. Oh, so what is it now? Dr drunk with power. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it happens. Yeah. It happens. So, Anna, how did you get into Zwift? How did I get into Zwift? I actually had it probably about a year before I started using it. I bought a kicker in like March of 2018 um, because we were having so much rain in Texas and I wanted to be able to train. I do annually, I do the MS 150 ride and it's in early May for us here. And one year we missed a whole month because it rained for like 30 days and of outdoor riding so I thought well you know I'm going to get this indoor trainer and I'm going to do that and I suck at taking the back wheel off and putting my taking my bike on and off the trainer so it only got used a little bit and then February of uh, 2020 one of the ladies I ride with was selling her bike a used bike and it's the exact same frame as what I use now it's just a couple years newer. So I bought that bike. I took my old bike to the bike shop and they moved over all the, the saddle, the pedals, the wheels, all that fun stuff. And so I put my old bike on the trainer. And so ever since, and then, then COVID hit. <laughs> and so when I actually really started Zwifting, I was a level four a year later. <laughs> um, but yeah, so then, you know, I started riding and a couple of us would get on, on our phones and, you know, those of us locally. And then one of the ladies I rode with, she's like, you know what, you know, look at the herd. <laughs> and um, so I actually joined the herd, but I didn't really do a whole lot of rides. And then one of the guys put out a post that they were looking for new racers for TTT. This was like July of 2020. Yep. So, so I thought, oh, you know, 
that sounds like a lot of fun, but I'm, I'm not very fast. <laughs> I mean, you know, we've all heard that. I'm, I'm not very fast. <laughs> so, you know, the next thing I know, uh, you know, ever since. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. It was, uh, and there was a bit of a crisis around that time because <laughs> we, uh, anyway, yeah, there, there were there were no mocha teams or the only mocha teams were the two hyper-competitive wow. Premier League teams. So yeah, so I got thrown on. Push. I got thrown with in with the Coyotes, and at the time, the Coyotes, I think I was one of the. There was one of two Ds, and all the rest were Cs. Yep. <laughs> and it was UCI Richmond Reverse, you know. And I was like, "Oh God, what did I sign up for?" <laughs> yeah. So. And, and you, like you, you say you do the MS-150, so what's your cycling background before getting into indoor cycling? Um, I probably started riding about 12 years ago. Um, I was actually a runner at the time, or I, not really a runner, but I like to do running events, I would say. Um, and then I started having IT band problems. And mm. so I was looking mm. for something, something different because I do enjoy the endurance aspect. Um, I'm, I'm not, you know, a sprinter or anything. And so I started riding and I was, I was awful. It's <laughs> just awful. It took me several years, you know, once I started working out with weights and everything to really develop into a, a, a decent cyclist. But, um, we have a local club here, um, where I live <clears throat> and I'm actually now a member of the board and a ride leader. We, we have group rides for all all levels and we are about 1500 members strong wow so um like you know you can ride just about any ride you want to um several times a week but um so i, I got in with them and started doing more rides and then several times a week you know tuesday wednesday thursday saturday sunday <laughs> <laughs> and then i got then i got laid off and my new job i couldn't ride during the week and I didn't get home in time. So I was like, oh, and I'm like, duh, you've got Zwift. <laughs> so, so yeah, riding pretty much, you will find me on Zwift during the week. And if the weather's nice, I'll be outside. So. Awesome. Nice. But yeah, it's, my mileage is, I mean, I think the most mileage I had in a given year was about 4,000 miles. And now with, between Zwift and riding outside, I had 6,600 last year. So, I mean, it just, just went like, boom. Awesome. It's fun. Have you ever done like in real life bike races? No, <clears throat> they scare me. Um, me I too. actually, yep. me too. <laughs> yes. I, I actually have um, a, a problem with my eyes that some surgery when I was a child, I see out of one eye or the other. I don't see out of both mm. at the same time. So I have zero depth perception. So anything close proximity just totally freaks me out. So yeah, no desire to try. But you can race on Swift and you do yes. other races, obviously. So yeah, where from the TTT you said, and then like, you know, it goes on, but what other kinds of races do you do? I noted you said you were at Margarita. Craig talked about Innsbruck on the earlier Tron. You said you were going to maybe do HSRL if the weather was good. So yeah, what's your racing? Uh, I was going to try and do Climber's Gambit, not oh, right. SRL. I'm not right, doing right, right. 10 laps. <laughs> You're very reasonable, yes. Yes. Well, <laughs> that's subjective, but um, <laughs> So yeah, I, I, I really got hooked doing um, the women's empowerment series mm. that they had um, not too long after I first started racing. And that was kind of where I made my jump from D to C. Um, and there were a couple of ladies that were key in the women's empowerment chat um, as far as me just kind of learning basically how to race. And, and I mean, it, they were, it was just phenomenal so um and then of course you know zrl started mm -hmm. and um so they needed captains so i signed up <clears throat> to be a captain when i moved up to the otters and um and then i got um then they moved it from seven o'clock central to 620 central and i couldn't get home in time 
Yeah. So then I thought, well, I'm like, gosh, I really want to do ZRL. So I did one season racing APAC. Oh, wow. Which, Is that which like two my, in the morning? Which, <laughs> uh, it was racing at 4.15. Huh. And so from I like to get a good warm-up in, so I would be on my bike at 3.45 warming up. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. Oh, I know, you know, of course, and, and I've since learned that anytime I think how bad can it be, <laughs> it, it can be bad because, oh. because I also thought that about doing the Bologna thing twice this past um, end of the year yeah. time trial. I thought, oh, it can't be bad. You know, I'll do it with the lemurs and then I'll have a more chilled version later in the evening with my margaritas. Oh, <clears throat> no, it can be bad. Yeah, I, I, I did that too. Yeah, it was bad. And there were a couple of us. They were, yeah, twice silly. There's no chill version of Bologna. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a twenty percent like, uphill grade. And you chill out. Your bike starts rolling backwards. They're, they're like, oh, we'll just do two you know. And so we're doing the second lap. And two for me is a hundred. 125 watts, you know, and I'm like, the next thing I know, I'm pushing like 140, and I'm like, okay, what happened? 2.0. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they're like, oh, well, we want to finish. I'm like, well, great. <laughs> I'll be right there. <laughs> I already did the first time three hours ago, you jerks. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But we had fun too, because uh, our group, we, one of the girls had this whole like list of questions. Okay, so, you know, what, you know, do you have kids? And if so, what, you know, so we spent the whole time kind of really getting to know each other for the two hours, basically. That we were on this one. It was pretty fun. It was a good time. A little trivia. So, but yeah. Have you, done every, have you done every, no, I'm going to call it ZRL, but you keep screwing up with your ZRL. <laughs> oh, sorry. Because no, I'm, I'm American. I, just, I know, I know. Me too. Totally don't, listen, don't listen to him. It just trips me up a little I, bit. And my margarita's captain is uh, British too. And she always says ZRL too. So. Have you done all the ZRLs? Hmm? Have you done all the ZRLs now, all in crazy APAC times? Uh, no. So after APAC, I did the eight races and I was done. And then... Um, then I, I just, I'm full-time DS now for, um, for that. I, I get, and I'm usually, I'm pushing it to get home by 620 and get on, on Discord. And I'm usually texting them. I'm coming, I'm coming. I may have to just, you know, make a meetup for myself to be in that world, but I'll be there. Right. <clears throat> you haven't, uh, you haven't considered the Meerkats? That's really late. And when I like to get up yeah. at 4am to work out, being, yeah. so that, that, that puts me to bed, you know, up late after my bedtime. I'm trying to, yeah. to calm down after a race. So uh, time zones. Yeah, that's that sucks. That that is those are difficult time zones. But I, I would like to do the West Coast because you know Sean Barley just makes the um, you know, the antelopes and the bison, and, and you know, I don't think I'd ever make the fishers, but um <laughs> it just makes it all sound so fun. You you so. could you could make the fishers. The fishers varies week to week. Yeah. And, <laughs> and a lot. <laughs> and Sean and Sean, you know, yeah, he does. He does help make it fun. But yeah, yeah, you'd be very, very welcome in Zone 18 if you ever wanted to stay up that late. Well, nope. Give me a reason to blame Sean. Oh, always. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Do you do any of the other herd series? I know you talked about you're going to do the Climbers Gambit one, but have you done other ones regularly? I, not regularly, no. I've done some of the... Um, herd racing, the winter racing, or the, the summer. I've done, a, I think, a couple of the summer ones. But um, if I'm able to ride outside, I ride outside. And so it kind of, my legs don't do well to ride outside for 50, 60 miles and then come inside and try and do a race. It, yeah. um, <clears throat> at my age, it, it's, it's, it's harder and harder to recover. So, and yes. I'm okay. slowly learning that. <laughs> yeah so i'm 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 almost 58 yeah. and it, it starts to it takes a toll but you know you do what you can well you're doing amazing yeah <laughs> what's your what's your favorite herd races that you've done 
Like which do you, uh, HSRL or Herd Winter or any of those? What's the favorite ones do you like? Oh, I like the winter one because they're shorter and it's one giant group and you just chase. Um, I suck at points races. Um, I have I have yet in any of the the ZRLs um, <laughs> oh, no. to ever score a, a single point beyond finishing points. So I find huh. those very discouraging to try and do. You know, I'm basically just a, a mid C, so it's not like a. I think one time I've hung onto the front pack, and that, well, that was actually the first race of the APAC season where we had the beach loop, and that was the first time they rolled out the steamrollers. Yes. And I so I was hanging with the front pack. I was so proud till we got to that dirt, and then they deployed those steamrollers, and I was like, bye bye. <laughs> yeah yeah that power up was huge that was, was yeah tough major yep. a major impact on the race I, I i still argue about that one because i i did the best lap that i didn't have it but well lucky for you <laughs> <laughs> yeah it 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 torpedoed yeah wasn't wasn't just you anna definitely yeah. was yeah kind of a bruiser of a power up for most yeah it yeah. was, it was. Yeah. So, but yes, I, I I don't score any of the points for the sprints or the the climbs. So, I'm I'm not real keen on the points races. <laughs> and then I I've, I tried one time trial, Polonia. Um, <laughs> so and I I believe that was James that talked me into, oh, you should come do it. Mm. It won't be that bad. Yeah, that's because it's your favorite course, James. Um, (laughs) So are you going to do the uh, the 100 kilometers of Bologna? Yeah. That's what, six times up that climb? Yes. Yes. Yeah, six times and back to the base, I think. Yeah, I mean, I was talking some with the group that when we were all meeting up in real life uh, last weekend, because they were missing uh, uh, one of the races, Yep. you yeah. know, because of it. And I'm like, you better not miss more than one, one other. I had a thought today after listening to, I listened to the the pink tron earlier and i was thinking about bologna and i was thinking about that for hsrl and i'm like hmm maybe i should do it anyway even if i have enough races because it could improve my standings because i'll be That's one of true. the only people doing it because it's so awful you know what i think a lot of people are gonna do it because oh. it is so goofy and then do you think like they'll actually like get off the bike, t- try to recover and then come back and, and hit it again? Like uh-huh. what they said some people did during the Omnium? Um, so I, I don't think, I'm not sure whether James is using the the Bologna TT as a prime or not. Mm. I, I, I think he's not sure whether it's actually going to work or not. Oh, with that many laps? Yeah, but no, just with it, to do multiple laps and use it for the prime for points. Okay. Okay. Interesting. So, so it would yeah. be like finishing time. Only? It might just be finish. Oh, yeah, goodness. it might just be finishing position because there's the only way you can mark the time right is from like the start of the time trial, like the start of the race part to the oh. top of the hill, and so the only like yeah. that's the time trial like lap mark, and so. It might yeah. not record the times each time through, have... so you can't record oh, the sp- right for all that. Ooh, yeah, so the, the, yeah, so the only option would be if it does give the the full six kilometers flat plus two kilometer climb for okay. each lap. And I'm not sure James is sure it does yet. I think he's got a plan to run it through <laughs> his fancy test environment. Oh my that goodness. he now has access to, but yeah, huh. I mean, it's only 12 kilometers uphill. <laughs> yeah. Only. Uh, yeah. Yeah, do, doing that is definitely a, a trial by fire, I would say, Anna. Like, picking that one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess it, it would be good to possibly get some good points, but that'd be about it. Yeah. Well, I think, no, you know what? I think we, we did that before. I'd have to go back and look. We definitely did two laps of Bologna for hsrl before but it was for 
it was just uh it was just time to the finish though it was and it was not even a i don't think it was like a scratch race it was a time trial no no we did we did two laps of bologna for uh, for hsrl as a road race yeah uh, in the oh, first oh you're right but it was the first season in 2020 yeah uh, oh wow dang you're right Oof. yeah but i it wasn't it wasn't points though it was definitely just to the finish line yeah, I, I'm not sure. I'd have to go back and look. It might have been points, but yeah. I getting anyway, on I, I don't. It didn't matter. Yeah. That was when I was. That was when I was uh, the very back of C. I, I, I think I finished last that race. Oh yes, because it's categories. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yep. So. Huh. So I guess you you've talked about your your like DS now for the margaritas. And so what's your strategy as a DS? Like, how do you get ready for that? I know we have, we have a lot of folks in the herd who kind of, you know, devote their time yes. to so, this. <laughs> I did enjoy the conversation with uh, Richard and, um, was it Bowser? Oh, yeah. Yes. So I, I enjoyed that one. Um, so yes, I always try to make sure I get in uh, listening to the Pink Tron to kind of get your guys' take on the upcoming race and the different thoughts on how to approach it. And of course, I watch the videos and I like Cy Bradley a little bit better than I like Sherpa Dave or Dave Sherpa. And so, and then, you know, I, I read the course and, you know, and then I try to tailor it kind of to, um, to the group because um, I'm going to have a couple that will likely hang in the front group, a couple that will hang in the front group and then maybe fall back part way through and so they're kind of in that second group and then I have a couple that are just racing for finishing position and so it all depends on who I have but I um I spend a lot of time going back and forth and making sure that they're not the ones up front the whole time <laughs> and that you know that they're, they're they are drafting um I really like it when I can get two or three together of of our group so that I know that that there'll be a rotation going on. And um, I mean, it was, it was really exciting. Um, the jungle race we had for the first race of the season. Um, I had four of the ladies in the front group. And it turns out we had somebody in that group who shouldn't have been there. She ended she was pushing the pace and she never did change bikes in the jungle. And um, her ending, her end, her final watts per kilogram were 4.2. <laughs> in a sea race in a sea race oh <laughs> yes. my goodness so she kind of almost in a sense blew our girls up yeah know, they were you know and then at a certain point she just took off and that there was no hanging with her but um but it was really exciting because the ladies they came in fourth fifth sixth and seventh oh, and, wow. um, nice. which is huge huge points yeah. and then when they disqualified that gal then they got third fourth fifth and sixth and which were even more points. And so um, I was so keyed up. It took me a good hour <laughs> plus to even really to wind down to go to bed because it was just so exciting to watch them. And, you know, and then <clears throat> kind of once they got back to where it was semi-flat to finish the race, you know, I'm, I'm calling out the, the turns up front, you know, and um, I really don't feel I do all that much, but they are just like so thankful when, when it's done. And, I've stepped in like the playoffs. Um, I coached the Meerkats one time. They needed a DS when the second team um, made it into the playoffs. Oh, yeah. And mm -hmm. I've, I've helped the butterflies out a couple of times. Um, so I, I really enjoy it. I, I, have, I have fun with it. It's, 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 I've, I, it's a nice way to contribute. Yeah. And be a part of the team. Yeah. Yeah, I've, uh, I've DS'd the butterflies a few times. They're a fun bunch. They are definitely. Is that <clears> who you DS in the jungle? That's the butterflies, or that's the margaritas? That's the margaritas. I, I coached. I'm yes, the butterflies. Two seasons ago, hmm. when when it was when Dorothy Davis <clears throat> was hanging with all those bees. I don't know how she did it, but she did. <laughs> yeah, so I, I think they had me do uh, two different times when they were doing the TTTs. Okay. Yeah, but. And I know we've all talked about like the jungle strategy a hundred times, but what was your guys' strategy in the jungle? Yeah. For, it was for to watch with the, the other, other 
gals did. And we actually had, of the four that were in the front group, three changed bikes and one didn't. And um, our girls went past her and then um, on their, their gravel bikes and um, she powered up and managed to catch on to them and, and, and just hung. Wow. I know I was the same way. I was, so, but it, it was definitely interesting to watch because those that didn't change, they, they were gassed. They may have hung yeah. and not really lost position, but then when they got back on the tarmac, uh, you could see they were starting to fade. Mm-hmm. So it, it was interesting. Yeah, that was a fun one and, and different. Like that was kind of, that had to have been kind of interesting to DS for ZRL because we don't like, when I've been in ZRL, we have points races and TTTs. We don't have like only finishing points. So. Right. Right. So yeah, it actually kind of played to our strengths. Or, nice. You know, it just, um, so yeah, we just, it worked out well for us. It'd be interesting to see how we do this coming week when it's all those points, so many different segments. Yeah. I know. Yeah. We won't ask you to give away your strategy, but we, I, we were talking about it last night. A couple of, of them, their legs, their legs were still fried from Tuesday and, um, yeah. and mine were still kind of fried from the San Antonio ride. So I was like, you know, if you guys just want to do thirsty Thursday, I'm good with that. So, so yeah, so we all hopped on discord and did thirsty Thursday together. And so yes. yeah, at, at one point we were discussing kind of different strategies and stuff, you know, getting a feel for what we think will work on th- on Tuesday. So it's fun. So for, I'll go sort of, so this is going to be tangential to what y'all might do on for Tuesday, but okay. So you said for yourself, if you're in a points race, you're mostly going for overall. So mm-hmm. how would you DS someone in a points race who's not necessarily going for points. What do you tell them? What's your, what's your strategy with a racer like that? I, I try to make sure that they stay with a group. I, I try to get them with at least three or four um, so that they have opportunities to draft. And, um, you know, and oftentimes when, if they fall off, like say I've got somebody that's, that fell off that front group, I'm like, okay, that, that packs behind you and they're like six seconds back. You know, and so if they're relatively close, I'm like, okay, you've got to keep your watts per kilogram. You've got to keep the spinning up. Otherwise, they're going to come blown by you and you're going to spit out the back. Right. And, um, you know, and so I just, I try to watch the gaps to see how far ahead or behind they are of somebody, whether they need to push and try to get to that latch onto that group ahead or whether they, they, you know, it's worth it for them to ease and try and catch, let the ones behind them catch them. Yeah. so because I really try to avoid having them out there all by themselves yep because that's that's yeah always frustrating how big um how big is the field when in America's so, East right now I think we have 16 teams okay so so yeah. it's a nice size field which is yeah. which is good because when I was racing APAC we had like 35 yep you know it was our it was the size of our field and it, it was small so once you fell off you were off and by yourself right it changes the dynamics a bit it changes the dynamics mm-hmm. for racing and for dsing and yeah. yeah like in america's west i i'm dsing for the meerkats okay pretty often now and so yeah it's it's also smaller and the field yeah because there's only what shredded. five or six teams yeah there's, yeah yep that's small. like that yep yeah so it's interesting to think about like yeah 16 teams is big yes yeah, so both both C divisions are big for the ladies in America's East. Which is nice. I mean, that's, yeah, having more women racing is always nice. hmm So. Yes, it, it really took off. You know, Claire Spencer did that huge drive, and yeah. it's, been, it's been really cool watching all the herd women and them, them getting so strong. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's been exciting to, to just watch and read the race reports. I think I got caught up in, in one of Claire's big pushes. Um, yeah. My, my partner who's also on the podcast when he's not traveling also helped with that pushing. Um, but yeah, it's, and it's so nice in the herd too. And you obviously know this, you're DSing still, even though you're not racing, like the, Mm -hmm. the people that you've met and it's just so supportive and wonderful. It's a great like community to fall into. Yes. Yeah. 
I'm so happy and proud of that we've the herd has done that and we've gotten all these women racing because when ZRL was first announced, because that first season it wasn't women's and mixed, it was women's and men's. Women weren't yes. allowed to race with the men. Huh. And we were really concerned that we were going to be able to get enough women to race to have teams for the women who did race because we only in the herd races we only had we, I'm less than a dozen total across all categories yeah I was on I was on the swans at the time um, yeah so yeah we, we were I think we we were a nice d team I think we were c's and d's we had to race with c's because yeah. um, we, there weren't enough d teams well, I mean, but before ZRL got organized, there was there was almost nobody. Right. Like it, there was Tracy, Becca, Marjolene, and a handful of others. Yeah, and then people like Marjolene, that she didn't. There weren't enough bees, you know, so she had to combine with another another group and and yeah. you know just try to make a team. And yeah, just no, and bees. we're huh. yeah. Now we've combined for an A team. So yeah. we've got a bunch of B teams. So yeah, we yep. it's uh, it, it's grown a lot. So yep. now, now, now Mario lines on a team with like we have ten on the roster. So she doesn't even have to race every week. So she occasionally will race with the A's instead, as will some of the rest of us. But yeah, she has a she has more than a full team at this point. Yeah. So yeah, she she was one of my heroes and one of the people who really kind of mentored me and sparked me when we were doing the women's empowerment series and then I awesome. I was excited to, I was traveling to Europe and um actually rode the train to her little town and she showed me all around and stuff but yeah it was uh, it was like oh my god I'm like meeting one of my <laughs> real life mentors to you so it was, really great. It, it was a big deal for me so she was a good sport about it that's awesome and yeah sounds like Sounds like Mario Line. We are trying to get her on as well. She is a tad nervous about her English, but she says if Case can do it, then she can probably do it. So, so we're her English. Her English is fine. Don't I know? Her, don't I, buy that story. I know, but yeah. Yes. Can she I ask what's me the, with a little bit of Dutch? I know. Uh, what would be like the one, like, uh, um sales pitch i'd say or like what, what would you say mm. to someone who is nervous or anxious or didn't think they could do it didn't think it'd be fun whatever especially a lady who who you know you're you're trying to put a team together what would you say to them i've actually brought several people over to racing in the ttt over the probably the last year 18 months um and um they are they're nervous about it and i'm like I started out in the same place you did. I said, my power, I think I was like a 2.1. And, um, you know, they're, they're sitting like a 1.9. They're like, oh, just, you know, and I'm like, oh, trust me. I said, there's plenty of people. And I said, you will be grouped it's, as, you know, and especially people that ride with me locally, because that's, that's how our groups are um, formed, is they're formed around pace and ability. And so we put the like people together. And I said, it's just like riding with PBA. You're going to be with the same kind of people. And I said, you guys are going to push as, as, as hard as you can push and stay together. And I said, you will have a great time. And um, so one of the guys, he's actually on my MS team and we, we were at a happy hour about a week ago. And he's like, oh my God. He's like, I look so forward to every Thursday. He's like, I had no idea what you were getting me into. And he's like, <laughs> he's like I am just completely hooked. And I'm like, you know, so you're like, I know. I do know. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting up so, at 4.15 yeah, in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, 3.30. Yeah. They, they yeah. see these, these posts, you know, in my straw and they're like, and they see the timestamp on it. And they're like, seriously? And I'm like, uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what I did. I did two races at 2 a.m. for the Omnium. <laughs> uh, that... That I'm not, I mean, <laughs> wow. And then I, I don't yeah. know how you guys did them. And then the, the ones that oh. race those seven races, every race that one oh. weekend. The oh, the herd of idiots. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> that. that was just, I was just in awe. It's <laughs> like, okay, maybe I'm not that crazy. So see, there's somebody more crazy. Right, right. Oh, we have limits, sort of. <laughs> It, it, yeah, there, no, there's there's lots of crazy people. If you want, if you just want 
you know, justification that I'm not the craziest, you're in the right spot. Well, but, and that's uh, what I, that's what I love is that we're all a different kind of crazy, and it makes it a fun bunch. Yes, yes. Uh, Sean has called me a freak before for a variety of different things. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, well, okay, Sean, you've done, yeah, you've done these other things, and yeah, yeah. I what it did, James. Was that sort of his question earlier today? He was talking about like, is is all of this too much? Are we? Is this as my mom said when I went home a few weeks ago, oh, about yes. a month ago? She's like, "Well, that's all very involved," and I'm like, "Yeah, <laughs> yes." Yep. I mean, actually, I mean, the ladies at work like they don't ride, they don't, they don't do any of that, and uh-huh. they hear my stories and they. <laughs> about my teammates and the different and they are so excited for me they are like they they can just they just see the natural glow and the happiness that it brings me and they are like I am so glad you found this they are like it has just been so good for you and you know (laughs) so yeah it's great it's awesome huh yeah I guess I guess, do you ever, do you ever think you get carried away or how do you hold yourself back from doing too much? You did earlier before we started recording, I think, call yourself a fitness fanatic. So how do you, how do you not go overboard? How do you moderate? Well, I'm, I'm getting better at it. I wouldn't say I'm very good at it. Um, I I have a a personal trainer Mm. and I I see him every two weeks when I, I lift weights and, um, after I did, um, he, he gets on me. He's like, you need to rest. And um, so at one, at one point, he didn't think I was getting enough to eat. Um, and he's like, track your food for me for two weeks. And I was like, okay, yeah, I'm not getting enough to eat. Because it, it takes me from the writing I do on the weekend, it takes me all week to make up those calories. Um, and so if, if I do too much during the week, then I fall behind. And so now I'm, now I know what to watch for there, but, um, San Antonio this past weekend was hard. It was a hundred miles and 6,000 feet of climbing and probably 15 to 20 plus mile an hour winds. And we were, we had a crosswind or a headwind the vast majority of the time. I suck in the wind big time. Um, it gets my heart rate up and then, <clears throat> then my stomach starts turning yeah. and, uh, my stomach started turning about mile 40 and, uh, I, they, it was basically, it was the herd that got me there. <laughs> I was yeah. like, okay guys, I'm, my stomach's doing summer somersaults and they, they got me through those last 60 miles, but I got to the end and there was no getting up back on my bike to do the one and a half miles to the restaurant where we were going to uh-huh. eat. <laughs> I loaded up my bike in the car and took uh-huh. me over there. I was like, okay, thank you. But um, then I had a, it ended up being a really long drive home. It was about six and a half hour drive home. So I really didn't have adequate time to refuel and rehydrate on my drive home the next day. My body kind of basically shut down on Tuesday. And I yeah. had to, and I, I, basically, I had to send an, an email to, to my boss and say, I'm going to be working from home today. I kind of need to be close to facilities and, and not in the office. And I said, I can work, but I sure can't come in. And uh, I was like, okay, not smart. You know, I, I should have planned for that better. But so, yeah, I, I still haven't figured all of it out, but my trainer really gets on me. Um, he really tries to keep, me on the straight and narrow and, and to be sensible, but he also knows I like to push. So I guess the main thing is, is learning to eat, um, making sure I get enough food and protein. So. Yeah. I I always had a coach who, uh, there are two big things he always said is, uh, that are keys. One is you're actually getting faster when you're recovering, not when you're not, not from training. And the step one to not to getting faster is don't get injured so you can keep training. Yes. So, and, I, and I, yeah, I learned the, 
huge value of recovery training, um, recovery rides. I, I didn't, what I used to do is when I did something hard, I would just take the next day off. And then um, back when, after Women's Empowerment Series, and we were gearing up for the first season of ZRL, um, Courtney came out and she got with Stuart Barrington and they worked together and created a plan for C's and D's. Well, you know, I was a borderline, I was at the top of D. So I, I signed up for the C plan and he had these recovery rides in and I'm like, no one for an hour. I'm yeah. like, yeah, okay, really? And uh, let me tell you that that's my Monday because it was on the Monday and the, the training plan. I am religious about Mondays doing my recovery ride. And um, but then I found the M2C2 ride for the herd. Yep. Um, it's at 4.55 my time. And so it's 45 minutes, but it's, it's basically at recovery pace. And I'm like, oh, sweet. I have a group to do this with now. <laughs> <laughs> but I am religious about doing those recovery rides. I, that's where I, like you said, I saw some of my biggest gains when I finally integrated that into my, um, my workout routine. Yeah. Yeah. It, actually the, it, well, it, it wasn't, it did. So now it's the Monday morning coffee crew. It started as the uh, Monday morning coffee with Corey. Um, oh, so okay. in, uh, yeah, I think it was in, I think it was end of January, uh, 2019. That's, that's where I first found the herd was actually on that ride. Oh, it is. It is so much fun. They do such a nice job. And, you know, of course in true herd fashion, they just make you feel very welcome. And, yeah. um, it's, it's just, it's, I just really enjoy it. And I, I, I seriously, if I miss that ride, I'm just like, oh, man, I miss it. I miss this, this, and this, you know, and I'm like, okay, um, it's just crazy. I, but. I like want to, want to take days off of work just so I can do like some of the other herd rides that are, cause West coast times, it's all hard for me because I have a fixed shift from one to five. So I get some oh. of the time zone stuff. Yeah. So it's, but I try to make those different herd rides because they are so fun. And they are. Yeah. Yeah, that's I awesome. Just, I, I, I mean, like, I think it was Craig that said that we're aggressively nice. And yeah. um, I just, yeah, I mean, you know, in fact, one of the ladies that I, um, I do the MS ride, she's one of my team captains. They, they lost her daughter to MS this year. And so she's now, she's early 70s, but she's, she's wanting to ride, but, you know, not able to get outside that much. And so somebody donated a kicker to her practically brand new. He just wasn't riding it. And um, she's like, so I'm, I'm wanting to get on here and do some rides. And she's, she's home some during the day. And I'm like, Oh, Natalie, I said, you got to join the herd. I said, you're going to love these people. <laughs> and yeah. so, oh, that's great. Yeah. So I, I guess, uh, and like Brent and I'll try and keep the numbers down, but, uh, so let, let's talk some training. You, uh, you, yeah, you, you talk about being a fit freak. You mentioned the weights. Uh, you, you've done the, you've done some running. So let's uh, let's talk a little bit about what you do outside of just the the indoor cycling and your your weekend super long rides. Okay. Um, so Monday's usually a recovery ride. Um, Tuesday is usually personal trainer. So I meet I try I meet him every other week on Tuesday. Tuesday morning at 5 a.m. And um, he's merciless and he doesn't care how hard I rode over the weekend or how much my legs hurt. He does a full body workout. He's like, you know, this is what you pay me for. And this is what we do and suck it up. Um, and so I do. But um, and then the weeks in between, he, um, he usually texts me a workout to do on my own. And that was, that's probably been the biggest adjustment for me because I'm a big group fitness person. I like, I like, there's a barbell class that they have at the gym <clears throat> and I, I like having an instructor or some people around me. It's very social for me in that regard. And when COVID hit, um, gyms opened back up here in May of 2020. So I could go to the gym, but getting classes were very few and far between at that point. I had to learn to work out on my own. 
and motivate myself on my own. And I'm like, this is hard. <laughs> I, I did not enjoy it. It was very uncomfortable. And, um, but he, he would keep sending me workouts and, and things to do. Um, Wednesday is usually kind of a semi-recovery ride. And then Thursday is TTT. Um, Friday, I try to do a yoga stretch, deep stretching. Um, my hips get real tight. Um, and the, the two worst things that you can probably do for, you know, when you have tight hips is sit at a desk all day, which I do and ride a bike. <laughs> and so it just, it just, I feel, yes. I feel that I feel that. Yeah. That explains and you, a lot. Yeah. <laughs> you so, also said um, it band stuff. So yes. Yes. Yeah. So, um, so I, I, that, that's, that was kind of one of my new year's resolutions and I'm so, so okay with it. I'm not doing that great, but trying to stretch more. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, when, when Chris was saying that he wanted the ideas and stuff. And so I responded to that, but yeah, I, I, I really should do it twice a week. And if I can fit it in twice a week, I try to. I you, same. Yeah, yeah. Same thing. You, you mentioned Stuart, uh, yes. Stu Barrington. Uh, has he ever, uh, mentioned the uh, f the foundation training to you no uh -uh. okay so he's got it in some of his training plans okay, just as yeah. a suggestion um I, so that's i picked it up from him and i it just it makes a big difference for me on keeping the the hip flexors from shortening second and and back and okay so back yeah, he... strength and like is it's it's core and yep. Yeah, he, he integrated of, some of that with the ladies plan like you, you yeah. as an add-on feature and yeah that those were good yeah yes. yeah i i yeah. basically there's a 12 minute video on youtube that's, that's pretty yeah that's the one basically i will start with that and then move into my yoga and okay. so so i start with that because it's harder and then i i get because it, it the way it works it's like it's unlike yoga where sometimes with yoga you get better at the positions they become a little yeah. easier no. maybe the foundation is always hard and so i kind of do the foundation and then do the yoga to be a little bit oh, okay. like yeah um but it's it's a really 12 minutes it's like it's a really great pretty simple and same as you, I am trying to do that kind of stuff twice a week. Yeah. It, it just, it, it takes discipline, but yes. yeah, the, the stretches are, are holding a position for three to five minutes and, and that gets, that gets downright painful yes. because it's like, I, I want to fidget and move and, you know, and uh, needing to learn to breathe through it <laughs> and, uh -huh. and, and, and push into it deeper, you know, just let the body flow into it. it it's, it's, it's a learning thing. Yeah. So, but yes, it, it kind of comes back to my trainer too, because his wife teaches yoga. Okay. And so he's like, you, know, you need to go to Brittany's classes, go to these, you know, and I, I was like, oh man, like these are so hard. <laughs> I, I didn't say it was going to be easy. Right. Right. <laughs> so, you know, like anything else, it, it's, if it's hard, it's hard for a reason. If it were easy, everybody would be doing it. Yeah. yeah. I kind of picked up weights again in uh, kind of the winter 2019 into 2020. And then gym shut down. Anyway, so I, I bought some free weights now and gotten back onto it. And uh, so I kind of started that last fall. Yeah, I, I kind of yeah. fall out of the, the norm on that. You know, I mean, I, we... Texas was a little bit more lenient in a lot of ways on, on COVID protocols, but I went back to the office in May of 2020 and I've been back in the gym since May of 2020. You know, I mean, I, I wear, you know, the mask and, um, you know, I've just been really, really careful, but in my office, we're very spread out. There's like nobody near me. And, you know, so I never, and it's a small office, like 25 people. So I never felt you know, worried, but, um, you know, I have friends, they're, they're afraid to go out, you know, they, they have not worked outside the home. And they're like, I just don't know. I still get my groceries delivered. <laughs> and so I, I, I worry for some people that they're, they're not really going to ever adjust back to being with people. Some, you know, when they're just so secluded and not really 
interacting at all with anybody, you know, video, anything. I worry about them. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I kind of feel out, I'm out of the norm. I, I've been back to the gym and I've been back to the office. So, COVID free. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's definitely a knock on wood because that that would affect training. And, and yeah, I, I think it probably helps too that I, I live on my own. I, I don't have to really worry about somebody else bringing something from their environment into my environment. Yeah. So yeah, that is that is that is a big thing. Yeah, I've got three kids. I have the exact opposite of that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got yeah. three germ carriers. Exactly. Yeah. So I mean, I, propel I, biological weapons. <laughs> oh my! My kids which, are grown, and I, I have caught I have me four this week. <laughs> yes. Yes. So yeah, I have four grandkids. Oh, yes, I only have these cats, so I'm more worried about giving COVID to the cats than you know them giving it to me. Yeah. So, so yeah, I guess the other piece of the puzzle is eating. I'm, I'm pretty structured in, in what I eat and how I eat. And one of my biggest sayings is you can't out train a bad diet. Um, a lot of people that I ride with, particularly outdoors, think, well, I just did a 50 mile ride. I can go have, you know, <laughs> just eat anything I want. And I'm like, no, oh. <laughs> once in a while, yes. And all the time, no. <laughs> So I, I really, I do, I watch what I eat and I'm, I'm boring. I don't like to cook. I have the same thing every night for dinner, pretty much the same thing every day for breakfast, same thing every day for lunch. But There's tons of studies that show that that's quite normal amongst people who are able to have like really healthy diets, that their food variety is quite low. Okay. Really? Yeah. Huh. Yeah, it's super I, common. Huh. Well, that's nice to hear because I get made fun of all the time because of it. <laughs> no, I, I, I'll have, I can find you the studies, but I mean, I, I'm the opposite of you. I am terrible. I am 100%. I'll try and out train my diet. That's why I do all this stupid <laughs> oh, like, me stuff. Oh, me too. But yeah. Um, I, even though I know, like, huh. in my rational human brain, that that is not what's happening, but, um, you know, I'm not out of control or anything but yeah yeah you know there's a reason you're, why you're young too that helps yeah <laughs> that's very kind thank you <laughs> <laughs> um, i definitely i but, would like uh, to brent you should post that study if you can get it in the comments or something because yeah i'd be please. i'd be sure. interested for sure um because i think yeah this is this is an interesting conversation yeah what what you eat how how you because i Okay, so Anna, you're on one end. The two of y'all are on the other end. I would say I'm probably somewhere in the middle. What, Craig? You're shaking your head. Well, so I, I wouldn't say I'm <laughs> on the opposite end. So okay. I, uh, my, my diet's bad, I, I, but I wouldn't <laughs> say that I'm uh, I'm uh, on the opposite of Anna. Is like I am also all right, very, all right. I'm very routine. It is very uh, similar. Uh, yeah, I, I, okay. I, I eat, yeah, I repeat the same few things often. Well. I do splurge, um, yeah. you know, it, it's not like I'm um, strict um, 100% of the time about it. I, I, I do allow myself the splurges and because you work hard. Um, yeah. But then, you know, my other big saying that I have is abs are made in the kitchen. And <laughs> I, I, I don't do a whole lot huh. of crunches and, but I have sculpted abs. So um, it, it 60% of what you eat is reflected in your stomach. So <laughs> I just, it's another perspective to look at when you think about what you eat. Yeah. Do you uh, hmm. like, do you track what you eat? Like, do you do any sort of macronutrient or calorie tracking, any of that stuff? I did for those two weeks because my trainer wanted me to see. Yeah. Um, so my, I, but it's, it's, that's a lot of work. I, I admire people that can do that. I have kind of a basic outline that I follow. So I try to get 150 pro grams of protein a day, which is a little bit more than a, basically a gram per pound. Um, so I weigh like 145. So I aim for 150. Um, I can't humanly eat that much protein in a day. So 75 grams of that are protein shakes. So 
I, <laughs> it's just, that's, you know, and so it, I, I have a protein shake first thing in the morning and then breakfast is essentially a protein and a complex carb. I have a protein shake mid morning. Lunch is protein and a complex carb. And then a protein shake, usually after a workout. And then dinner is protein and veggies. I pretty much, I don't do carbs after three um, because it tends to help keep the stomach flat. And um, so that's kind of my general guideline. So, and then I usually have a protein shake. I carry those little muscle milks um, in my, my bag like after a workout. So I'll carry one to the gym or after a ride. I try to take one of those to refuel the body. So that, that's, I, I really don't track calories. Um, I, I try to go by those general guidelines and they seem to work for me. So, because a lot of people, they don't do carbs. I do carbs. <laughs> so I, I, you know, there's really nothing I don't eat. I, I pretty, it's a very inclusive menu for me. I, I mean, I know there's lots of writing about this kind of thing, but I don't think you can do the, at least like of the four of us, the kind of cycling that we all do and that the people who are on the herd, even a lot, like, especially at least in the herd racing type of groups, I don't think you can do that without carbs. Like there's, I, I, I don't know. Yeah. I have one friend who runs a, a lot. He, he runs a ton and, um, He's on keto, and I, I don't know how he does it. Wow. I mean, it, but I, I can't do it. I, I, I need the fuel. I know that. Yeah, I know that when I first lost a lot of weight, when I first got into triathlon, I was on the full calorie tracking. And I know like just the exercise of um, like doing it all the time, it leads you to be a bit boring what you eat because it, it's just like, what it's just too much trouble. I know what a banana is. That's what I'm going to have right. <laughs> instead of like yeah. figuring out, like, I don't know how many scoops of granola and yogurt is the same. It's like, nope. Banana, yeah. I mean, click, when you have done. to, you have to start measuring your food or have an idea of the, the quantities you're putting into your, your meal. And cause if it's, if it's not in the database, it's like, Oh man, this is just too much work. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm just not disciplined enough for it. Yeah, neither am I. Definitely not. So you look very lean, Lauren. What do you do? Oh, I mean, honestly, and I want to be really clear about this for anyone who's listening to this and isn't, isn't this size. A lot of this is genetic. And so that's, that's like straight off the bat, a lot of the, the sort of societally acceptable things about me are genetic. So so that's, that's a lot of it. Um, uh, the cycling is, I, it's, it allows me to maintain and stuff, but I don't have to do that much. No, I mean, I do, but yeah, it's, it's I would say as a rule, it's genetic for me as well. I, I, I look at my girls and, and they have the same, yeah, you know, they had the babies and they bounce right back and people are like, how can you do that? And they're like, look at my mom. Yeah. <laughs> so. yeah. Yeah. So, so it's, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm cycling, I'm, I'm doing yoga and stuff, but like, I somehow still have, you know, toned arms and I literally do nothing with my arms at all. Like, yeah, people will comment on my arms and I'm like, you should see my legs. Oh, wait, that's awkward. No, that's you're, you're my work colleague. We're not doing that. So yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really, it's really a lot of, uh, just, this is just how I look. Um, yeah, I'm definitely, I've, I've, I guess been lucky in a way I don't, I eat well, my, my parents were good about that and it, it worked. So I still, I still like, I have, I do have a lot of vegetables, like, and I like eating vegetables a lot more than, you know, some of my friends, but yeah, I, I, I'm not very regimented with my diet at all. Like I don't eat a bunch of junk food unless I feel like it, I always have tater tots in the fridge. So in the freezer. So like, it's, yeah, I, I'm not that, I'm not that strict and I've been lucky not to have to be, I guess. Yeah. <clears throat> well, and I find too, if you don't have it in the house, it's that much less of a temptation. 
Yeah, no, I do have the stuff in the house because sometimes I want it. So yeah, it's, it's. Uh, I will go to the trouble to actually leave the house to go get it. it, it I have to want it that bad. That's, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. More questions? Yeah, what else do we have? I think that was everything we talked about. I think so. So what's your, what's your, big, when is the MS event? May, you said? Middle of May, the 14th and 15th. Ah, one month. And nice. 100, miles, 100 miles day one, 50 miles day two. Wow. And that's a fundraiser, right? Mm-hmm. And so if there was someone out there listening to this podcast <laughs> who wanted to support Anna in her MS ride, how would someone go about doing that? Uh, so it's the North Texas MS group and I'm on Team Ugly. Uh, I know it's because MS is ugly and um, reasonable. It is. Yeah. But cool. They're a great group, supportive group. They're, it's awesome. And, um, but yeah, actually, right now I have for anybody that is donating to my, my fundraising, I'm actually matching dollar for dollar of my donations I received through the next week. (laughs) Actually, I posted it, I think, a day or two ago. Um, so yeah, I do have that going on. Awesome. And do you have any other events or anything after that, that you're got on the calendar? Ah, Hotter than hell. Uh, it's a, it's a Texas tradition, I guess you would call it. It, it takes place kind of about an hour and a half, two hours North of me in a little town called Wichita Falls. And I think it's going to last year was the 40th year. So I, this will be my 11th year to do it. And um, it's 100 miles. And it's usually plus, it's the last weekend of August. It's usually 100 plus degrees. And the last 20 ish miles are usually into the wind. So wow. it is, it, it's fairly flat. Um, unlike San Antonio, it's about 1,300 feet of climbing for 100 miles. So it's, it's fairly flat. And um, so it's, it's more of a test of endurance um, than anything. But um, I was with a faster group than normal um, for what I ride last year. My average kind of probably over that distance would have probably be like 19 miles an hour. And the group I was with, our first stop at mile 40, I was averaging 22.4. And I was like, like how? <laughs> and then, then the wind and the heat started to get to me. And I completely, basically, I got heat exhaustion and had to stop at mile 78. Uh-oh. And I still averaged just over 20 miles an hour at that point, even wow. though I, it took everything I had just to turn my pedals to get to the yeah. rest stop. And I, I, I had planned on last year being my last year to go. But since I didn't end on a very positive note, I'm going back this year to redeem myself. But it's a really cool ride. Um, all but the 100-mile route go through Shepherd Air Force Base. And so they have all these really cool jets and planes out on the tarmac out there. And there's pilots. And um, so there's the, basically these young studs and sunglasses and pilot <laughs> outfits and stuff. And they're taking pictures with you in front of the jets. And it's just like, you know, <laughs> so it's, it's, it's really cool. And then at one point, I, I didn't do it last year because of COVID, but you could go through and all the cadets would kind of form a, a line on both sides of you and kind of create like a tunnel for you to, to ride through and high five you along the way as you're riding by. It's, it was, it's really cool. So it's like the Top Gun volleyball game, but bikes. <laughs> so, so yes, that's, that's in August. And so I, I will probably have several centuries this year. My, my club has a, a century ride the first weekend of every month. Wow. So I did the one in beginning of April. Then last weekend went and did San Antonio and then it'll be the same week, same next month. I hope to do the, the century ride the week before MS and then do MS. So I'm kind of like Lauren. I like the long rides. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, a lot of, a lot of fueling, a lot of, mm-hmm. yeah. And I'm still, that's, that's where I struggle. I'm, 
not real good about feeling comfortable letting go of the handlebars. I can do it for a water, but to actually try and eat while I'm riding. Yep. And I think that was part of my downfall last year was the first stop was at mile 40. And so that was really my first real food. And that that's really too long to, to go without eating. Yeah. So. Yeah. I'm going to have to watch that too. Cause it's, it's also, yeah, I'm, I'm timid outside. So I have a similar problem where, yeah, I'm not really that confident to take my hands off the handlebars for too long. So it, it did help. It's not food, so it's tricky, but I have started putting uh, like beta fuel in my water bottles and mm. that helps. Really? Yes. That might be something to look at. So something beyond just electrolytes. Yes. Yep. Okay. Yeah, that, that, cause I'm, I'm trying to venture outside more because I'm doing a longer ride in Canada with some herd folks. I'm also finally going to meet some, some herd people in real life. It's going to be super fun. I'm very, very excited. Um, and that's because I know it's a supported ride. So I'll have stops, but right. If the stop isn't the first stop, isn't for a while, I need yes. to have something else to, to make sure that I'm not yeah, struggling. And then that was part of our problem last weekend in San Antonio. You know, it was the La Tap ride. It was part of Tour de France series. Um, they had stops at like 8, 20, 31, 43. And then a couple of really serious climbing, a, a bit of it happened after mile 43. Our next stop that they had was mile 77. Mm. Wow. And we were, we were actually around mile 60 and we were regrouping after a a series of climbs and we're all sitting there and here comes a, a support vehicle by and he's like do y'all need anything and we're like do you have water <laughs> yeah you know it was like 90 degrees outside plus the winds you know we 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 were going through the water and it, and at that point I was actually wow. starting to ration mine I was like I was running low and so he he was like a you know an oasis in the middle of the desert for us dang so. yeah that's that's important to think about yeah so you know I don't know really look at and see where your stops are and, and what the terrain is between the stops. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be climbing in Canada. That's, that's for sure. Yeah. So yeah. where we're going. Up, up and up. Yep. Yeah. Jersey yeah, pockets yeah. are there for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Women's jerseys often have smaller, fewer pockets. It's cool. It's not cool. I, I run it. One of our club jerseys. I mean, um, if you ordered, think a larger above it had three pockets across the back i have a size medium it only had two yep so yes yeah. it's, it's not wide enough to put three pockets across them. yeah i'm i'm working on getting other other types of things so i can yeah add some extra things on my bike yeah but you have to worry about them then launching like rockets off the back <laughs> <laughs> yes Ah, uh, well, Thank do you think you that's it? Yes. This is fun. I enjoyed it. We're very happy to talk to you. Yeah. So, so much. Yeah. So thanks, Anna. And uh, yeah, I guess that's uh, that's our conversation for tonight. And uh, yeah, thanks. And thanks for uh, jumping in on the Tron earlier. Yeah. Thank you. Well, I enjoyed it. Welcome back anytime. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks to everyone for listening and have a great night. Good night. Bye. Bye. Bye.